Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. You're listening to Progressive Parenting Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know that we have been on the air for 15 freaking years? Can you believe it? I'm having a hard time believing it myself. It has been, um, you know, it's over, over a decade, decade and a half. And uh, we're still going at it. Uh, the... whole purpose of what we're doing and how we've been doing it and the way that we've been doing it um, has just been about me as a mom starting out uh, 17 years ago as a mom and being really kind of railroaded by how much I didn't know, how much information was out there that I wasn't aware of. And here I am, a educated, uh, college educated person (laughs) and uh, didn't know anything. And it was really embarrassing and um, to me because I thought, well, gosh, you know, I'm working so hard to know everything. I, I took a childbirth education class before my daughter was born. Um, of course, I took it at a hospital. See, there's all these things that we don't know um, when we don't know it. And so progressive parenting was born, if you will, out of um, a need for me to share with other people uh, the fact that there are so many things out there that you don't know about and that the mainstream media doesn't really want to share with you about it uh, because of uh, their duties to their their sponsors, right? Uh, And that's why our sponsorship for a long time at Progressive Parenting has been sparked, to say the least. But I'm very, um, and I'm so sorry about the notifications. I I didn't turn them off in time, so please forgive me. Uh, Again, this is a mom-run radio program. Um, I, I didn't, we don't have uh, a million sponsors because I'm very picky about who we choose to um, allow to uh, sponsor us. We've been radio, um, this, we were on the radio for two years on AM and then again on FM and then podcasting for the last uh, 10 years, 10 and a half years. But uh, the whole reason I didn't want to have a sponsor is because I didn't want to be beholden to anybody. I wanted to be picky about who we let sponsor us outside of our radio listeners because our we are listener sponsored radio 90% of what we do is listener sponsored and then we also have sponsors so um, my sponsor is uh, the source warehouse and I would really like you to do me a favor and go like them on Instagram uh, like them on Facebook the Storks warehouse have a new YouTube series that I wanted to share about with you before we even get into what we're doing called Dream Nursery. So if you love getting nursery inspiration and you're an HD, HGTV addict, then this is the show for you. Join Jennifer and Rose as they travel the U.S. helping parents design their dream nursery. Each design represents one web series with three to five episodes per series and a new episode debuts every Thursday. The cool part is, is that all their products and decor used on the show will be duly tested and mother approved. So if you're looking for a new show to binge watch, this is an excellent choice. Head over to the Starks Warehouse and follow the link to view episode one. Uh, and episode two should be coming up tomorrow night. So give those people some love because they believe in us and they believe in what we do. And if this is your first time listening to the program, I want you to know that being a parent is the hardest job you'll ever have. And Progressive Parenting Radio understands this and wants you to know that you are not alone. I am your humble host, Gina Kirby. And though uh, I am not a parenting expert. I am a concerned parent of three children. I keep saying that. It's four children. The, third, the fourth one's come around. It's been six years now. 
Uh, well, I am the concerned parent of four children. Uh, I want you to know that I understand the difficulties involved with parenthood. Every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time, I invite doctors, nurses, family workers, authors, and experts from different fields to answer your parenting questions. And because this is a progressive talk show, we will broach topics and air opinions that you as a parent might not otherwise hear about through the mainstream media. The mission of progressive parenting is to inform, not to preach, to share, not advise, and to connect, not alienate. All right, then. Having said all that, I can't wait to get to our guest today, who is Nikki Shipway. Nikki, are you there? I am. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing great. Where are you at in the world that we are talking to you today? I'm currently in Toronto, Canada. Love it. I miss that. I miss you. I haven't seen you in forever. Um, I know. It's been a while. A long, long while. I keep, I still keep saying that I have uh, three kids and I still keep using my married name. So I heard that. So yeah, we all, we all have our moments. <laughs> Stuck in the past sometimes. Thank you for being on the program. I didn't, uh, I wanted to get to the point where I introduced you, but if you don't mind, would you introduce, introduce yourself to everyone and let's just jump in this like with both hands. Sure. I'd love to. Um, so my name is Nikki Shipway. Um, I am a certified birth doula and um, a pro-birth nerd. Um, I've been working in the surrogacy field for the past six years, um, which has been really amazing um, path that my doula life has taken me into. Um, you know, when I kind of came into this work, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And um, life and passions have led me here. And um, I'm now the proud owner of my own agency in Canada, um, guiding families and surrogates through the process. Hello. Sorry about that. Um, I actually had you on mute, uh, Nikki, because uh, my dog was barking because it looks like the bus driver for uh, my daughter is here. And thank you very much. And that was what all the barking and the noise was about. I'm very sorry. Are you still there? I am still here. Yeah, sorry about that. I, as soon as the dog started barking, I put you on mute, and then it took me forever to get you back on, or put myself no. on mute. This no, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not grateful for COVID. I'm grateful for um, watching all these late night shows and um, all these famous people trying to pull off Zoom, which I, and, and uh, live things, which I've been doing for years and years and years. Uh, And it's just kind of nice to watch all these like super professional people just trip over real life. (laughs) Because I'm not in the studio. I have no place to put my kids. (laughs) And uh, so it happens. I mean, it's a parenting show, so whatever. If you're if you're expecting, this is what you expect. So let's um, let's talk about this. I was listening to you over the barking. Um, so how did you? I, real quickly for me, because it's been probably since you the last time I saw you, you've gotten into this part of birth, the birth world. So I haven't really talked to you um, about yeah, it. Yeah, I think just shortly after the last time we saw each other. Yeah. Um, and, um, the way that I kind of got introduced to it was, um, you know, when I was new, um, as a birth worker, um, I wanted to kind of absorb all of the professional development I could, which is why I also took your Roboto class. Um, 
And so I actually went to um, a class where I met a couple of other people who um, had been surrogates and had their own agency in Canada as well. Um, And so through that, I got hired to support some intended parents with a brand new baby. Um, And then I also got um, hired to start supporting surrogates through their births. And that's kind of how I got introduced to the surrogacy world in Canada. Okay, so I understand that that's how you got introduced to it, but what made you want to be a part of that? Like, that's um, a big drive. Because this is it's, it's very different from doula work. I mean, it's it's different from, like, traditional doula work. So what made you want to get into um, I'm also very... Um, uh, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of um, changing what uh, our typical family looks like. Um, yes. LGBTQ families at one time weren't a thing, um, and now they are, and that's pretty magical. Um, oh. It's a real celebration um, to support these families and, um, and also to um, – one of the first surrogate births that I supported was for a heterosexual couple who had been waiting seven years to meet their baby. And to be oh. those, one of those profound moments was um, life-changing for me, too, um, which kind of sparked this passion. Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. I mean, it has to be something. I, I Just from knowing you, I don't see you just picking up something because it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It has to be like something that get you in the field really deep. Yeah. So after doing this work, I always thought to myself, you know, like, I'm here to support. I'm not here to really partake. I'm I'm here to support. And then one day um, I saw a profile from my intended parents and I decided to be a surrogate myself. And we had a really amazing journey with great communication, um, really clear boundaries and respect. Um, And so it was a really great opportunity for me to see um, what are great key points to help people through those journeys to have, um, you know, as great a journey as they possibly can with their intended parents. What are some of the the most difficult parts of, like, surrogacy? What What is the the hardest parts for like parents and I, because I've, I've been in the birth world for a long time. I have yet to be a doula for a surrogate mom. I have uh, like bared witness, like on Instagram lives, like with friends or like just text messages from friends that were with someone who was giving birth. That was a surrogate. Um, This is not, this is completely outside of my um, realm of expertise. Like as like a doula, as a parent, as like as the surrogate, what are some of the difficulties involved with this? Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, there's lots. Right? There, I mean, we could talk about all of the possibilities of things that could go wrong in this kind of situation. Um, and in most of those cases, it's not going to happen. But we have to discuss them. We have to talk about the hard things. Yeah. Um, and I think that. 
you know, just because communication is key, like when I have a surrogate come in and I'm doing her intake, I talk to her about things about termination um, and how she feels about that and what are her boundaries around that because, um, you know, we need to have those kind of hard discussions with one another where we first get to know each other. There's a lot of like bearing your soul kind of to people that, a lot of different people you're going through psychological um, evaluations, you're going through physical examinations. And, you know, as a woman, um, you know, going for those kind of tests isn't for the faint of heart, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit invasive and, you know, so um, people, people are taking, um, you know, big steps towards things that are kind of in the unknown as well. So um, I make sure that to try and ease that a bit, I'm there to educate as much as I can. Um, But having hard questions, there might be, you know, as an example, a same-sex couple and suddenly they have to start talking to somebody about their menstrual cycle. Uh, You know, um, they may not have had to have this discussion with somebody before. Um, There's just a whole lot of new realms and new people and and everything's new. It's a a kind of a new world to kind of come into. So like you said, there isn't anybody that you've supported yet, but you've heard of these things, right? And it's the same kind of thing for these surrogates. They don't know anybody else that have gone through it. As as moms and as parents, we can kind of go to each other and I can be like, hey, like, tell me about your birth. Tell me about um, how you felt during your pregnancy, I can ask you these questions. But as surrogates, um, it's not as easy because they're a bit more, like, few and far between. So community, I think, is something that's important um, that sometimes is missing because you don't have people that you know close to you that have gone through the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I know it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't know a ton of doulas who had the opportunity to serve um, surrogates and uh, the, the parents who are, are waiting for this baby. I've seen it a lot on Instagram, but I just I don't know enough about it. Um, what's the difference between, um, you know, sitting at the feet of a person who is giving birth, who's going to keep the baby, and sitting at the feet of someone who's giving birth, who's not going to keep their baby? What are the differences? Or are there any? Um, it's a very, I mean, I know it's kind of hard to, it's kind of a hard idea because I'm so connected to my birth to my children and that those stories and I feel like they're a part of who I am. And I feel the same way about my surrogate birth, but, um, there is a very different connection with, with that, um, birth than with my own children. And I think it's kind of a, it's a mental thing. The way you get pregnant is very different than the way that, uh, you know, you would any other time. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a moment of, um, you know, we try not to say that like the baby isn't the, isn't the goal here. Like, you know, a good journey is the goal here and, you know, the baby will come with time when the time is right. But um yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a pinnacle moment. So there is this like I did it moment, but I remember the first thing that I was focusing on was um, my intended parents. So something that is very different is that I think I mean, and obviously I'm very pro doula, but I think having two doulas, one that is supporting the birthing mom, and uh, one that is supporting the intended parents. Um, is amazing. Um, just the more support in the room, 
um, because typically also if the surrogate has a partner, they're in the room as well. It's a very busy birthing room. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of tears. Uh, in any, you know, birthing situation, emotions can be high, whether things are going as we planned or not. Um, but these emotions are very high because there's people who have been waiting for this moment for 10 years, 15 years, you know, their whole life. Um, and uh, so the emotions are, the emotions are extra, extra, because <laughs> there's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of uh, excitement in the room. Um, yeah, no worries. I, I only went through infrared. I, I won't even say it was infertility. I will just say that we wanted a baby for almost four years. Um, and we had given up at some point, and then we were talking about, well, maybe we can adopt a baby, or maybe we could do a surrogacy. Maybe we could, like, we remember thinking all those things. Because um, all I know is I, I don't have a lot in common with people who have been have issues of infertility for more than three years. All I know is, like, for three to four years, almost four years, we were begging and wishing and praying for a child. And uh, that's the only thing that I can relate to. Is, um, and it feels like 10 years, right? Like, I'm sorry? Four years feels like because it's just, it's... Um, well, yeah, I was 30 when I, well, no, I was 27 when we were like, let's have a baby. And then it was 28 and I was 29. And like, you're just, I'm getting older and older. And I, I felt like the, the window was closing on me. And then, um, and then I was like, "Well, if the window's closed, then damn it, I'm gonna adopt a baby, or, or we're gonna get a surrogate." Um, so I can only imagine these parents, or these, you know, would-be parents, soon-to-be parents, um, that the heaviness of the longing. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine because I only sit with parents who have been waiting for nine months. <laughs> I can't imagine. The, the gravity, like the deep, deep, like longing of almost a decade of wanting to have this baby. I, I Absolutely. It's so heavy for me. Like, wow. That's so and much. I can imagine the sex couple. And for same-sex couples as well, they, um, you know, there's a long process that builds up into this time as well. So, you know, they have to find an egg donor and they, um, you know, they build their embryos and they do all of these, these other things as well. And, you know, same sex couples with their surrogate go through losses as well. And they mourn those yeah. losses. And so, you know, yeah. when they get to that time of birth of their baby too, like, you know, they've been through a journey too, that wasn't yeah. easy either. So uh-huh. it's, yeah, it's, an, it's amazing. It's, I mean, you know, all births are very special to me, but um, it's just, it's a different, it's a different thing. It's just, wow, it's so much. I'm, I've served, I've served, served same-sex couples um, that, uh, who, they didn't, who didn't have a surrogate, right? Um, and there's just, all, like, all birth is birth, and it's beautiful, but so it's, sometimes it's just different, like you said, like the same-sex couple that wanted to have this baby so bad, and they went through so much to have this baby. Yeah. And um, I, I did, I'll never forget that birth because that was, I don't, it's not more special, it's different. It was just, it's different. just different. So happy, it's so happy, so honored to be a part of it. Like, oh, my, I can't even believe you let me be here. Thank you so much. Because it's such a big, beautiful deal. 
And um, yeah, I I understand the the wanting of the baby. So for me, I have a hard time. I kind of feel like, you know me. I'm I'm super understanding. I try to like I'm not a hater or anything. So when I hear things about um, like there's a whole group of people out there that are anti-surrogacy that I just discovered. I'm not, no, you said absolutely like, you know, I didn't know. Like, this is a brand new thing. I didn't know. I didn't know. You've been in it for six years. I've been in the birth business for 15 years. And only in the last, I'll say six months, did I just start hearing or seeing like, oh my gosh, I wish I could turn this off. I'm sorry, I'm so dumb. Um, But uh, there's, not only did I just now start seeing people being anti-surrogacy, and um, I was like, "But, but why?" Uh, as I always want to, yeah. Oh, I want to be fair, and also I'm like a geek, and I want to understand things on a deeper level. Um, when did this start? Has it always been around? It's, it's, uh, um, I, I, I was just taken aback. I was just kind of like, "Oh," and then from the people who were saying it, I was like, "I." I follow your page. I like you. So like, what? I don't understand. Please make this make sense to me. Love your dumb friends. Sure. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's a few different reasons. Um, so to start, like surrogacy is illegal, actually, in many places in the world. Um, and so people kind of come from a mindset of law sometimes. And so because we have um, such luscious culture and, um, you know, lots of different opinions on things. Um, yeah. We, you know, there are people that kind of come from that idea that this is something that's wrong. Why? I don't know. I kind of just have heard that my whole life. So that's one thing. Um, Another thing is, um, you know, it is an anti-LGBTQ kind of agenda. And sometimes, uh, one time I was speaking at a, at a, uh, a conference, it was uh, a same-sex surrogacy conference, and um, there were protests outside um, happening um, because saying that, you know, um, same-sex couples shouldn't have babies. It's unholy, things like that. Um, so there's that kind of uh, thing. But the one that I think is the best argument, which I'm always happy to talk about, is the um, quote-unquote, why don't you just adopt um, um, discussion. So... I think, um, I mean, I'm sure you've known people who have adopted, and it is not, quote, just adopting. It's, it's a huge journey. It's, um, you know, there's courses, and there's waiting, and there's, um, you know, there's peaks and, and lows, and there's, you know, it, it's not just something that can just happen. You can't just go and say, I'd like to adopt a baby. Um, there are people that wait sometimes their whole lives to, to also adopt their baby. Um, that being said, um, you know, adoption is also not um, as accepted for LGBTQ families or individuals. If people are a little bit older, it's harder for them to adopt. In certain places in the world, if you have, um, if you're a different race than your partner, if you have a different kind of age gap between you and your partner, if you already have a child, there's like all these criteria that will make you a good adoptee or not. And in more typical cases than not, LGBTQ families are not going to have as good an opportunity 
Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is if families have already gone through their own fertility struggles, they've created embryos, they've, you know, gone through the IVF process, and they've, you know, got, done it five times, ten times, and they say, you know what, this is enough for me, and I would like to continue with this journey with a surrogate, um, you know, let's say they had ten embryos and they did five transfers. Um, they still have five embryos. So, you know, they've already gone through this whole process of surgery to make these embryos and like, you know, um, put a lot of heart work into it. So um, to just say, well, forget about these embryos now and just adopt a baby, um, you know, or start this process now after you've been in IVF for five years, um, you know, you're already kind of behind on the curve there. Um, so th these are kind of... Uh, you know, when you get to start to talk to people and hear their stories, you realize why adopting isn't necessarily um, a choice for everybody. I think it's amazing. I would Are you still there? Hello, Nikki? You said I would and you cut off. Sorry, Are I'm here. Okay, yeah. Um, you said I would and then I, I didn't hear anything after that. Yeah, so it's just it's not as it's not as cut and dry as as it's made to seem that you know um, that that is the best choice for everybody. Yeah, thank you for breaking that down for me. I was like really worried about asking that question, <laughs> but no, it's cool. This is why we're here to have a real talk, right? Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know me, so I was just like, hmm, how do I? Well, I'm just gonna bring it up. <laughs> No. Well, no, because it's it's been, like, recent, like, about, like, two weeks maybe before even asking you to be on the program, I started seeing this everywhere, going, what's going on? And why am I so in the dark? But that, that's like me, though, right? Like, I've got older kids, younger kids. I just found out about the WAP song. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> so, I'm so slow, slow to everything, and I'm like, well, you know what? There's got to be a lot of other moms like me out there that just don't know. I mean, that's why I started my program. So I just want to have conversations about it, but, like, you know, safe conversations that we can just, like, be real people and, and not talk over each other and yell at each other. I don't know if you saw the debate last night, but I'm still kind of, like, licking my wounds over that one. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it hurts the heart. Yeah, it really – my 17-year-old, by the way, just, she came into my room last night. And she goes, were you crying? I go, crying? She goes, yeah. And I go, why were you crying? She goes, this is terrible. Oh, this, is, no. this is how life's supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I feel like I'm kind of numb right now. I go, just come lay down with me. She got in bed with me. Yeah. When our young people see their, their fate, oh. not not as excited as, you know, they should be. It's, yeah, it's a hard yeah, thing to see. Yeah, it's a bummer. So thank you. No, I, I want to encourage more of this. I don't know if you know, but we're changing the name of Progressive Parenting after 15 years. Definitely um, um, to post yeah, I'm going to change the name of my program. Um, I think we're going to call it Unparenting. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, because I've, I've been unschooling for 17 years. Um, but I think it's time I think it's time to unparent and start unpacking stuff. So we're going we're gonna to change the name of the program. Because all of the ideas that we have around parenting and what we should be and the way that parents treat one another and, like, yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. We need to have each other's backs. Yeah, and and just yeah, be kinder to one another. It's the only way. Um, 
And I'm really hoping that if COVID's going to bring anything, it might help us. You know, we have a common enemy, <laughs> this invisible yep. piece of shit. And <laughs> hopefully we can figure out a way to find more in common with each other than not. So, um, Absolutely. As far as, God, there's so many questions because I want to talk to you as a, as a parent. I want to talk to you as a doula. Uh, I want to talk to you as somebody who, who would be, not me personally, but would be interested in becoming a surrogate. Like, how do people find you? How do they find more information? How do they get in touch with you? Um, so my agency is called Hive Surrogacy. So it's www.hivesurrogacy.com, H-I-V-E, like a B. Um, and, um, yeah, there's, there's a place on there where you can look for the contact and get information about becoming a surrogate. I have a whole guide to surrogacy for intended parents and for surrogates that I um, send out to anybody who would like more information. Um, so, yeah, that would be the best way for people to get a hold of me um, and just to start asking questions to find out if this is a good path for them. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up the whole thing about adoption, too, because when Craig and I were looking into adopting a baby, 17 years ago, we were like, oh, damn, this is going to be really hard. It's not like just, you know, you're not ordering a baby on Amazon and you're not going down to Target. And it's a lot. And they're like, how much money do you make and where do you live? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it, it was going to be a lot and it was going to take a really, really long time. Um, and we just, we happened to get lucky uh, after four years of hoping for a baby, but not everybody is that lucky. So I understand. I I, um, I know that <laughs> the deep desperateness of a mom who wants to be a mom. Or who, like, Absolutely. I just felt like I was a mom before I ever had kids. Um, yeah. So I understand that part of it. I want to thank you for being you. <laughs> and you've been so genuinely you since I've met you. Uh, and thank you for helping all of these people. Thank you for answering these questions. Thank you for doing the work that you do. Um, there's just so much to it. There's so many layers. That I feel like there's a million layers to this that we could talk about this. Like, I, I really, do you have your own podcast? I don't. <laughs> I've actually I considered it. Um, I feel like you need to because there's so many layers. Like you, you could do a show every day about this and never run out of material. I could. I absolutely could, especially even just talking about the stories of people that come into my life this way. Like is just incredible. I meet some of the most amazing people. So um, I think people need to hear yeah. more stories about this, um, you know, and the stigma that's attached to it might be eradicated faster if you can put, you know, a voice to the story, if people can hear the voices connected to this. I don't know. That's just an idea. I, I don't know. I don't know anything but podcasting and blogging and vlogging and Instagram stories. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a two-dimensional creature. <laughs> but I'm just throwing it out there. I, I would listen to your program and I would promote it. Um, and I will promote you. I'll make sure to put your um, information on my next blog. Who knows when the hell that's going to get written, though, because of this homeschooling oh, business. Right. Oh, my God. I'm nine months behind. I could make a baby in the time that, like, I, oh, my gosh, since March. 
I have just been behind on everything. So everybody who's listening who might think I'm a flake, I am just a victim of COVID with four children <laughs> and a partner. <laughs> Please give I me I hear some you. Like, I hear you. It's been hard to, like, you know, I feel like I have, you know, everything seems like it's together here, but you know, when you have to make three meals a day for everybody and you have to clean up after that and whatever, it's like suddenly there's no time. <laughs> I yeah, I don't, uh, I wrote, I, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but I wrote this desperate uh, email to my teacher, my teacher. I feel like she's my teacher. I take her class every day. Um, my first grader's teacher. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I shared it on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot. I, I sometimes I always go, why did I share that on Facebook? <laughs> well, no, I had somebody say to me because I'm a single mom with four kids, and she's like, you know, when your partner is away all day at work, there's no difference between a single mom and a married mom. Totally. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, the difference is your partner comes home. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's a second you can there's a second <laughs> i've i've like, done both i've done both life as well and uh yeah it's it's wild it's um i don't know well, i feel like i had more of a fire under my ass <laughs> yeah that's true i think that i i get way more done now than i ever did uh before the divorce <laughs> yeah um because yeah, fire. and I, I appreciate the fire. I just don't appreciate people telling me that it's the same thing. <laughs> right. All right. I'm done with that. That that is a show for another time. Uh, Nikki, thanks yeah. for being here. I'm sorry. I'm treating this more like a phone call uh, between two no, friends. No, I love this. I this is, this is lovely, and it's so lovely to just talk to you. <laughs> Get I'm like I'm talking to an adult, and as soon as I hang up, I have to go clean the dishes from lunch. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. I will make sure to get the word out. Um, if uh, this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. I do hope you come back. We will have a new name in the future. Uh, I want to thank our friends again at the Storks Warehouse. Um, again, they do have that new YouTube series called Dream Nursery. Please go and find them at the Storks Warehouse on YouTube. Don't forget to tell uh, Jennifer and Rose that I sent you. Uh, we really need them. We, we need more sponsors like that. If you are interested in sponsoring our program, please contact us at progressiveparentingradio at gmail.com. Thanks again to all of our listeners who do help us. I love every single one of you. Everybody who gives a dollar, two dollars, you keep our show on the air. It costs us over um, <laughs> over $100, if you can believe it, a month between the fees that we have to pay for running the program and um, generally having a babysitter, which I did not have today and uh, all of the other products and equipment that, that it takes to make this program happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Thanks, Nikki. Have a great day. And everybody else, take care of yourself and take care of each other.